Welcome everyone to the social van Feeling Kyle sick of the bullshit So here they are, Represent Plus Ready to turn every podcast to dust So sit down and shut the fuck up Cause when and now, fuck your couch Welcome everybody to the social van be the sexy ninja and the place to be for the social event podcast we got some special guests in the building today why don't you introduce yourselves it's your boy extra overdose in the building Farmouth representing river rouge yo what up guy i am so happy yeah. and stoked that we finally got to do this absolutely so so are we man so are we it's been a long time man but we we finally made it happen it has yo, been a long man, time man. huh yeah, yeah yo, <laughs> it's, the, it's the time zones man the mountain, the mountain <laughs> time is crazy, bro. Fucking <laughs> time zones. <laughs> well, uh, let's just get right into it, man. This new album, uh, yeah, it, it is, it is, it is on rotation in my, on my playlist over and over, and I just can't. I, like, how long has this project been uh, in in the process of making? Depends on how you look at it, I guess. We did, we did a chunk of it, yeah. like in a two month span basically but we, we 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 did new versions of it we got a lot of songs that we chose to not make the project because we were trying to make it as good as possible so um it, i guess technically a year and a half in the making yeah. just because we decided to, to take shit out and redo stuff and put a lot of extra effort into it but we did we did the gist of it pretty pretty quickly yeah all right. Well, uh, what, what, what brought on the theme of the album? Like, I know when you're creating an album, you have to make a theme and everything like that. Like, what, where did the name come from, and where did the the, the theme of it? Because it does feel very theatrical. Mm. That's exactly what we wanted to do. We wanted to, um, like, Exodemic is really making a statement. But um, we was um in the studio with an artist at at one point, and um, while we were recording for the project, and they they came up with the idea for like like. The, what was it, the epidemic and mind you this is before this whole crazy fiasco. this is before it but we had an idea that we wanted to look like on the cover like a, like a plague was happening like but like a movie cover yeah. we that was the first thing we thought of so when somebody shot us that idea he immediately looked at us and was like how about the exodemic and that was it we bought some ideas and came up with the final one pretty quickly when when the minds were stirring up so with with this project like what how do you feel um like down to the writing process down to the making of the beats like how do you how does that process go with you two organically yeah we do a lot of it right on the spot together um sometimes i might make a beat and be like yo you hear this joint i start playing for him and usually it's not close to being done it'll be two four bar loop we start talking about the ideas on what style of track it's gonna be He's going to start pitching me ideas for hooks, all that shit. And then we just sit down and finish it. Start, I'll start putting it together. He'll start writing on a spot. He'll start showing me what he's writing. I'll start hearing pullouts here and there. Yeah. We, we put it together together. Half, half the beats were made. I was literally starting to make a beat. And he started writing as I was making the beat. That's, that's half or more of the album. And the other half is, like I said, it'd be a skeleton. And I'd present it to him and he'd have a good idea where he's going to take it and we just start going right there. The best thing about it, like you said, you know, we was together. 
you know, you, you got a lot of times where people uh, may not be in the same place uh, physically. And um, I think that not to, you know, discredit that or anything like that, because I've, I've done it as well, but to be in the same space and bouncing those ideas and those creative uh, uh, concepts back and forth in the same spot is just building up the moment. It builds up the momentum and it builds up like just the energy to creatively put a project together like, like we have. So yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That was, and I'm, I'm forever appreciative of that. You know what I mean? For sure. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And for, for me, the writing process is I always write the hook first and then I build the song from there. That's just the way I've always like made a song. I, I don't make music as much as I used to just because we got ninjas like you that make far superior music that I'm like, I ain't going to get in the game for nothing because these you, games man. are killing it. <laughs> you, know, you know, a lot of people say that I didn't really give him the opportunity on that because when, when I typically present a piece of the beat, it's usually the verse. I don't know why that's that's a me thing. I think because I don't I don't usually present it like yo here's the hook. Right. Like usually I'll start building it, but we, we get it we get it there pretty quickly. But I think I think we typically start with the verse for the yeah, most yeah, part. The most part, yeah. I think of something for a hook that'd be like that go that go dope. You know what I'm saying? You know, just to layer it out the best way. You know, that the audience, not only just the audience, but us as artists, you know, putting together something um, but that the listeners in the audience can take from and, and just remember, you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. So, I mean, half the album's like realistically bragging, you know what I mean? It's hip hop, bro. Yeah. Like, so if, on some of them songs, if he got started and he's going off and, you know, it's he's feeling it and he's fucking ripping a track apart. That's where the hooks can end up going too, because it might not have started a theme based right off right, rip. Right, it's right. it's some fucking some hospice shit, you know? So that's, yeah, you can kind of tell the difference on those tracks though. You could probably figure them out if you actually listen to that project, how that worked. Cause there's certain ones where like he would go all out with those hooks and the song would be based off the hook. We just didn't have a lot of that. With the uh, influences, especially for beat making, especially for rapping, what what was your influences for both of you um, coming up in hip hop, and like what like drove you to do what you do now? As far as like other musicians, yeah, like what what was that one thing you heard? You're like, I want to do that, you know, for like for the rest of my life. That's my hustle. That's my grind. That's my Death Star that I'm gonna blow up. I didn't, I didn't have one person that made me feel that way. I had a lot of people that made me feel that way. I was sucked into, I started listening to hip hop when I was seven, like strong, started listening to it. My brother was 13. So I had him making me tapes and like, I got, I got to hear Eshawn when he first came out. I got to hear ghetto boys when they first came out for me, those were the, the two things that I first fell in love with, like absolutely fell in love with and knew like it, I, it's like hard to explain. Like you, you're, I was five years old when I first heard hip hop, but it was like seven years old for me when I literally got to that point where I was like, I want to just listen to hip hop. And for me, those were the first two, the first two things that did that for me. They weren't the first two people I heard, but they're the first two groups that I or groups of people I fell in love with listening to. Where I'd listen to every track, know every word. 1990. That's a long time ago. Yeah, 1990. Yeah, 1990. Yeah, man. My brother had uh, that first words from hell, that Esham, that was um, before it was Boomer words from hell. Words from hell, nineteen ninety, yeah. That is the cover where you sitting uh, sitting next to uh, you sitting next to the uh, five point oh. 
And that was like my that and uh, what ghetto, I, ghetto boy safe to had assassins. That was that was it for me. Those were the first two things that I I got completely bought into. But I knew then. I, I said when I was a kid, I thought I was gonna grow up and just make beats. But I actually, it took me a little bit to get there on the beats. I was I'm seeing first. Yeah, music, music in general for me, like just to, um, as far as artists, uh, I always dug like Eminem's music, Tupac Shakur, DMX, um, Nas. You know, I grew up on like type of things like that. Um, my father used to, you know, cut my hair for me. He used to be playing, you know, not, like some Nas, DMX, and thing, Big Pun. Um, but but pretty much music and, and theatrics is what kind of motivated me and inspired me to like uh, go about making music the way that I do, you know, face paint, uh, imagery, you know, little different things like that, you know. Um, but yeah, music in general. Can't forget Marilyn Manson too as well. Like I really dug the way he, you know, as far as entertainment, um, being able to, what was we saying in a, the last interview, like not being as talented vocally but still be able to create fucking remix right. songs better you know than amazing like, singers. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. You know what I'm saying? The way he does it is it's genius, you know? So I thought that was, that was, you know, when I, I looked at things like that and I was like, you know, if I could use these types of things in my way, then I, I know I could succeed, you know, in, in, in this, you know, uh, genre of music, entertainment period, you know? Oh yeah, you know, and plus too, like and this is another question that I had for you guys. Thinking as I was uh, putting this all together, um, I th there's so many talents out there that uh, I like. I, I imagine you working with and just imagining in my brain and putting it together. Like I would love to see like you and Ouija Mac like on the same track because I know you guys would just murder it. But is there uh, any collaborations that you guys are just want to get or working towards to get? Um. I'm always down to work with, with, with other individuals that's serious and like, but if I, if I did have to say someone, uh, let's, let's say in that, in that, uh, genre of music, since you brought up Ouija Mac, um, light, I fuck with young, well, young light. Hell yeah. You know, so I've been, me, me, me and him, we've talked about it several times and, um, we've crossed paths. I, I did the lights out show. I did another show, uh, where I, um, co-headlined with big hoodoo, um, in Holly, Michigan, I believe it was. So, you know, it's like me and him got a good relationship. It's just we haven't got to the point where we want to try together. But that's that's one individual that I would definitely want to work with, you know, um, musically. And, um, yeah, so, so, you know, salute to him. Um, off the top of my head, yeah, somebody in you know, this genre of music, wicked underground music. For me, I just want to do a corrupt album. Like, I want to fully produce a corrupt album because I feel like um, him being able to do the East Coast and West Coast thing his whole career, I feel like nobody ever blended those two correctly. Like, I have uh, my own vision for what I think would be it, and I think that I would make the shit that he would want to do that. And um, I'm, I'm not looking for, like, the biggest names. I'm just naming something I've always wanted to do. That's something I've always wanted to do. Corrupt record. Yeah, you know, 2021. Yeah, and you know, with everything, I I feel like you know, there's endless possibilities because now we're seeing things like verses and people, you know, MCs that we, I looked up to now battling each other on stages and stuff like that. Like, uh, what would you say is uh, your deepest influence of like the hip hop culture, like the the, the West Coast style, East Coast style, you know, because there's all different types of sounds out there, like because you are very unique. 
like the the sound you guys bring is very unique and different like and it, it, it is pure hip-hop at its finest and that's what i love about it like what was like how how did the sound of like this is what we're creating in the oven I think we're actually similarly influenced in, in, uh, in those manners, actually. Like, coming up, like, ba- I, I came up as a battle rapper and a freestyler. Like, a lot of people thought I was crazy when I was getting into production, when I was first getting into it, because I couldn't even work a computer. For me, like, coming up in that Eminem era and the D12 era, like, I got a lot of influence from that. If you listen to the shit I say when I'm rapping, you, you know it. Um, Chino XLs, Razzcasses, all that type of shit. For me, the early 2000s of hip-hop was hugely influenced in what I do now. Extremely influenced. Like, like, uh, like just, just all the different elements, man. Like I'm a student, I'm a student of, of hip hop forever, student of music forever. Um, just being able, like just, just to be able to create something. Like I look at this as like, this is our own world. You know, we can create the things that we want to create. We can say what we want to say. We can paint the picture the way we want to paint the picture. And I think that that's one of the most beautiful things about hip hop. Like you have so many different um, genres of hip hop. Because at first I didn't know about like horrorcore or like um, um, acid rap until like, like jug- the juggalo community started to gravitate towards my music. And then, hint, he was already doing it on his own, right? I didn't, without I didn't their influence, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I, I was doing the Gramo cycles, and which you know, salute to them, which that that opened a lot of doors for you know for me. Um, but yeah, man, just just being able to create music and create this world. Every individual, you got Foul Mouth. He creates. He's in his own world. You know, he creates a beat. He's in that. You know what I'm saying? He can create the beat the way that he wants to create the beat. It, there is no. Uh, uh, specific, specific genre. like yeah, you know, it's it's multiple, and you as you can tell on the album, like there's not. We do not abide by one sound, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can do what you un- the ceiling goes as far as you want it to go, and we can we can create these things, and that's why the way I go about music is the way I go about music, um, because I could do and say what the fuck I want to say with my music, and I can do what I want with it, being independent as well, and having you know the artistic control, and 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 coming together with someone else who is. Uh, 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 on the same page as me, creating a product like the Exodemic is just—it's gonna come out and it's gonna be as you know as it is. You know, it's a great project. It's, you know, <laughs> great project. But yeah, as, a, as far as inspiration from hip hop, I, I can see that. Yeah, you know, and that's why I like what you said about the Juggalo community, you know, it itself because people don't understand like this is what drives me crazy with just I just love music. I love I love hip hop, I love underground, I you know, I just love it all. And when people try to clump it together, you know, like, oh well this is just a juggalo based rapper, you know, this and I'm like, no. And that's yeah, that's that's a limitation. You don't want that. You don't want that. (laughs) You don't want that. Hey, definitely not. You want the respect from as many people I want to give it to us, but that's, that's the last thing either one of us want. I, that was one of the more appealing things is when I figured out he was here and he was from New York. I knew his shit was a little bit different. When I when I do horrorcore personally, it's it's going to be my version of it. You know what I mean? I really don't want to sound like what anybody else does or, or, or follow a bandwagon. The fact that he was here, I looked him up and I seen he was he, he was new to this scene. I, I, I couldn't wait to work. You know what I mean? Cause I don't want to, I really don't want to work with somebody who's already done a hundred things. That everybody knows about that has a certain sound. Like if we're going to work, it's, it's going to be something different. I'm going to be different than I was the last album. Same way I expect you to be, you know what I mean? And I think that's a good, I, I think I personally think it's a good thing. 
You need to stay on your toes, being creative and hearing soundscapes differently and changing with the times. Don't you have to abide by what other people do or follow their trends, but being able to not to keep yourself out of a box and continue to sound new and, and have a fresh sound. It's, it's important. Exactly. Evolving. Music is timeless, man, but, you know, to evolve with it is, is some, some people get stuck in a, t- uh, a space, you know. And that's every genre of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're stuck in a space, but, um, no, it's, it's, it's how you do it and how you go about it. Yeah, because the reason I bring that up is just because it's like... Um, what happened with tech you know everyone was going at tech nine about being like oh well he's a juggalo rapper and then it was like no he he was tech's been around for a long time yeah Yeah. Yeah. so like it was just one of those things where he got clumped in you know he's like whoa hold on wait a minute but then when he said that everyone's like wait wait, wait." it's like calm down you know this is music this is somebody's career this is somebody's this is somebody that's trying to make a niche in the game you know for themselves and so that's why i think with with you like you you scream extra overdose like you scream that uh what where did the name come from um the name came from it was just like me growing up around you know a whole bunch of a drug-infested community um you know my mom's was on you know substances my father was, was selling substances i seen you know i knew people that had overdosed from you know drugs i knew people that were selling drugs and and the whole war on uh, 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 the drug war in America, I, I thought to myself like if I if I could take this and turn it into like a, a positive way of looking at extra overdose. The extra is going the extra mile, the extra uh, uh, distance to achieve what you want to achieve. Just like when a when a, a, a person overdoses on a drug, I'm taking the over the extra overdose into what it is that I want to um, obtain or, or succeed at. So like if a person wants to be a podcast, uh, have a podcast or a person wants to be a doctor or whatever, whatever it is, just go the extra, the extra mile, the extra distance and just overdose on that shit and, and succeed at it. You know what I mean? Achieve it. You know, so that's basically that part of where it came from. But before that, I used to be called EXO because I sold a lot of exotic weed. And in certain parts of the America, they call it EXO. So that's how I originally got the name. But then I was like, you know what? I want to do music and I'm going to take this shit serious. So how can I brand this in a way that would be not glorifying doing drugs? Because a lot of people think that off, off the bat, you know what I'm saying? Extra, you know what I'm saying? Extra with those. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, that's where it came from. That's, that's, that's the whole, you know, thought process that I was thinking about when I came up with extra over. Well, it's like um, I, I, I felt like it was a battle rap name. That that was just me, just because I just the name extra overdose. I'm like coming up next to the stage, the battle rap extra overdose. I'm like, oh, this dude's gonna get murdered. Gonna overdose this dude, you know? <laughs> How about foul mouth? Where did foul mouth come from? Bro, I, I can't tell you that story. There's no way I can say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's absolutely insane how I got my rap name, and it's a it's a great story, man. But it's super fucking overboard. If I got to break down the shit that my friends were doing and what happened for me to get this name. So I don't want to throw anybody under the bus what they were doing that day. I just know that there's a super crazy story in the end where a girl went storming out the door and said some shit to me. And she said, you got a real fucking foul mouth. And after she left, because (laughs) of the things that were being said, my boy looked at me and said, that's that's it, bro. Foul mouth. 
I, I, I like that a lot. You know, um, real quick, just because I want to have some fun here. Uh, when you when were ready to get set up this interview, I, I saw a lot of horror movie stuff in your room. Like, you know, well, yeah, like, I like what, is horror just your favorite? Because I just love movies. I'm a big movie nut. Like, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about when you was uh, first starting the uh, the movie reviews. Yeah. Right? Um, but if I damn, I love horror. You, you horror need to get us in on that, man. Yeah, we talked about it, man. We was, we was like, yo, I, yeah, we're you know? we're both horror movie buffs, man. We love the horror movies. Yeah, I love. I, I grew up. I love all movies, man. I love all movies. I'm a movie buff, period. But we I'm, watch the shitty ones. Horror movies. I love oh. you know, man. Those are those are my shits, man. Like I, it's never a time I don't want to watch a horror movie. And I, you know, I look up, I, you know, I, Michael Myers. You've seen. I got Big Mike in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Jason Voorhees. I got to get a whole bunch of other collections. But um, the yeah, horror, horror films would be uh, my go-to genre for, for movies. But I love them all. But horror is my shit. You know, so I love horror. Uh, I remember when we were talking about it. Did you watch Malignant? No, I haven't watched it. I'm waiting. That's, I'm waiting for date night. I got, I got, I got date night for that film. So you got to get through those first five minutes though, because it's a bad Lifetime movie for the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <And the actors laughs> bad Lifetime actors. Yeah, it took me a minute, but you got to watch it. Yeah, yeah because like in, in my review, I remember I said go a full hour. That first hour is just so like, come on, let's get to it. Then when the twist happens, you're like. Fuck. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to dig into. Bro, it, listen, they they got some dude to do like musically, like the vocals aren't all there, yeah. but the music they redid. Uh, Pixies, where's my mind? And they find every wrong moment in the movie to make it like hype up to the music. <laughs> and that's why the best part of the movie. She tells she tells that story. We're about yeah. about you know what I'm, I don't want to give it up. I don't want to give it away. From yeah. her, but she no tells spoilers. a story to, to her sister. And it's not the right moment for that music. Yeah. And boom, they just nail you with it. Uh, and I don't yeah. know what is, why did they use this moment for this music? It's not <laughs> it. It does not, it doesn't match the story she's telling. It wasn't that big of a deal. You, you thought she just told you the most insane shit ever. But she didn't. She didn't say it wasn't a big, it wasn't that big of a deal. And then boom, they hit you with the most dramatic music ever. And it took yes. me the second, the second time or the second time it, the, the music kicked in is when I realized I was like, oh, that's where's my mind. That's a remix. Because they're basing it all off the fucking like the humming behind it. But they don't yes. really give it away. It's that music until like you actually hear the lyrics. And I was like, oh, it's where's my mind? And they, they, they knew that was a big deal. They said this music might be better than these moments. Let's just fucking give it to them right right now. Seven, eight, nine times. <laughs> yes. Bro, they, they literally never dropped that part. Like, you would have thought that, like, somebody, like, discovered who killed their parents. Right? Yeah. And then, boom, that dramatic moment hits in. And it's it, it's not that, man. The acting didn't give you that. But I, but I was still glad they did it like wrongfully, like seven more times after it made it, it made it good that they just wrongfully used it the whole movie. Yeah, and that it's a good uh, that movie definitely feels good cheese eighties you know horror type movies. Like, what would you? Okay, I know it's the cliche thing. Like, what is your favorite like go to horror movie? Like that one movie on the shelf that you know you can just pop in and have a good time. Always considered horror movie. It's my all-time favorite movie, so I'll just throw it in there. It was my all-time favorite movie when it wasn't cool for it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Movie period, yeah. And, like, a vampire film, that's the greatest vampire film ever made. Now they remake it. I don't know about that. So we're talking the horror, strictly horror movies. Go-to horror movie. Fuck. 
what what did I not get over enough to where I pop it back on? I go, yep, I still fucking love it. Ah, mm. oh, the gate. I don't know what it is about that movie. I love that fucking movie, The Gate. I love it. I absolutely oh, love that movie. Just because it, when I was a kid, it scared the fuck out of me for whatever reason. And I remember being four years old and watching that movie. Uh, actually, you know what? Return of the Living Dead is is one of the movies I'll still pop it on regularly at nighttime and just try to go to sleep to it. I can only go to sleep to shit I like, which makes no sense because you think it's bullshit in the background. It's got to be something I'm, I actually am interested in. Those are go-tos for me. Like I'm never going to get over those movies. They still have replay value. I'll still put them on and rewatch them like I never watched it. I know the gate two inside and out. That's dope. Yeah, yeah I love that shit. I, I wish they find a way to redo that movie. Even though I would hate the remake, the remake, I, I still just want to watch a remake of the gate. Yeah, fucking you can have to get a young Steven Dorff replacement. They probably won't be able to replace Terry because you, you're not gonna find a lot of kids that look like him. It's going to be tough to, to redo that movie, but I would love to see a remake of that movie. That's at the top of the list. Return of the Living Dead. The original Return of the Living Dead, if they actually tried to redo like the cemetery scene and and like to actually remake the movie, not just do a 2021 yeah. version of it, abide by the way that movie was and, 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 and remake it for what 2021 is, I think that would be dope. For me, it would be uh, like you already seen, uh, Halloween. Halloween is my, my favorite of all time. Um, other than that, screen. They're shooting. No, it's fireworks, bro. Oh uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> Halloween, man, that's my that's my go-to. I love Scream too, as well. I mean, I can't Scream too, but the Scream franchise, Halloween franchise, the Scream franchise, those are my tops. You know what I'm saying? As far as well, like, well, speaking, speaking of Halloween and remakes, what did you think of the newest Halloween? Because I honestly didn't like it. You didn't like it. I thought it was. I, I thought it was the one from tw- the end of twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one when uh, I liked it. I didn't. I didn't love it. Um, I mean, they did a great job of explaining the story. That part like is on point as fuck. I think what ruined it was that second Rob Zombie movie, man. Um, oh god, how bad that shit was. I liked the first one he remade. Yeah, he I killed it. it. It's just uh, because you know he was going through that that the deal with Dimension and the Harvey Weinstein brothers. So he the second one he just did it. Like he does his uh, previous films, like you know, uh, Devil's Rejects and everything like that, because he really didn't want to do the second one. He was supposed to be smart about it. He knew it. Rex film, yep. T Rex cartoon uh, film, but they was like, nah, we we, we got a, a, a good bag for the uh, yep. the remake, so we want to. You know how Hollywood is. They want to. They should have. They should have let it be. You know, I, I went to the um, the early preview, and as uh, soon as his wife showed up next to him as a, uh, like, like, uh, as the mom. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, she, and she was talking to him as a ghost. Some dude stood up in the premiere and said, this fucking sucks. And everybody booed <laughs> to the point that you couldn't even hear it. I couldn't fucking believe it. I'm talking the movie ended for anybody who was in the theater with us at that very point. <laughs> it was a bad movie. He went so left. He went left, man. He lost. He lost the whole crowd at that moment, and it took one guy to stand up and go, "This fucking sucks!" And everybody melted. And went with <laughs> the whole everybody became part of that man's team, and they just started booing and screaming. It was I, it was crazy. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in a theater. Every single person in a packed theater is going crazy. It went from a regular movie to that in one fucking second. 
I was that guy during um, Wolverine Origins when they brought back Deadpool at the end, but it wasn't Deadpool, and they had his mouth like sealed yeah. or whatnot. I got what up, I mean, threw right? my nachos, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck this movie!" Yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they get behind you for it? No, I was the only one in the theater, so you know. I watched a man create a cult. Yeah, against against that fucking second movie. See, I'm not that cool. They all left together and they went and fucking and did like fucking. They went and did uh, witch stuff around a fucking circle of fire and sacrificed three bunnies afterwards. This man had a whole roster. The whole theater was with this man. Literally, I think there was like 20 minutes left. It got booed, and then eventually they turned the fucking they turned it off because they thought that there was going to be a riot or something. It was that bad. Southgate, Southgate Cinema. Was it 2009? Yeah, 09 summer. I've never seen anything like that in a theater before. All right. Well, um, catching up on time here. Um, what's what is next? What's the future holding for for you two? Like, what's the like? I know more, we have more projects coming. We have uh, tours. Like, w tell us the future. Um, yeah, absolutely. We always going to be, you know, dropping projects, man. That's a given. Um, we actually, me and Fal have a, a project that's probably like 70, 75% already done. Um, we uh, just probably got to add a few, probably what, six, six more? Uh, yeah, six, seven tops. Yeah, you know, just to give. Give it the gist. Yeah. Get it, get it all the way finished. And, and we was working, we was where we've been working on that what, when the whole world got shut down, so, you know what I mean? And uh you know, we, we came up with some great stuff, man. Some real great stuff that I know the people are going to be bugging out over. Need to but, finish um, the second half of it. And yeah, man, we, we got that going. Um, uh, I do have a, I have a, a, a t I'm supposed to be going on tour with uh, Kung Fu Vampire in November, um, but they're still, you know, gathering all the uh, the venues toward uh, the dates and everything like that. So once you know that's available to me and I'm able to publicly post it, I will, you know, update it on my pages, my social media platforms, and everything like that. Um, I got a, uh, I'm, ha I'm headlining the show in Louisville, Kentucky, October 1st, which is what next week. So that's going to be pretty dope. Um, yeah, man, we, uh, we, we always working, man. We always got shit, you know, brewing. Well, we big on shock value. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's why we really didn't talk about the exodemic until we, the product was fully done and we was ready to go. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, as far as me, yeah, yeah, we, we, you know what I'm saying? As far as whatever me and him got going on, but um, he's definitely got multiple, multiple other projects going on. And, and go for it. I got like five or six other albums. Um, I, just, I don't even, I don't even want to start naming everything because so much shit's in the mix. Just know, my 2022 is gonna be a big year. Uh, my next, my next shit will be on uh, about seven, eight weeks. Um, it's gonna be uh, Kane, Kane Cole and Foulmouth. Um. In the next couple of days, we're going to decide if we're dropping a double disc or not. That We're trying to do something a little bit different, but it might be impossible to pull off in a six, seven week period. But that's what we're aiming for is we got two albums that are finished. So we're thinking about just doing something different in 2021 and dropping a double. I don't, I've seen that happen in a minute, I don't think. Yeah. At least I don't think. Um, but yeah, that's that's my very next project that's coming out. And uh, that's that's the one I'm focused on right now. I got a lot of shit going on, a lot of different cats. Um, I'm... 2022 is going to, this should definitely be a good year. Hopefully um, other people see it that way too. Undeniable, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, workaholics, man. 
Hell yeah. You know, that's what you got to do in this game. You got to keep grinding. You got to keep moving forward. Um, right now is a part of the show where I um, I open the floor to you. Plug whatever you want to. We'll have all the links in the description below uh, uh, for you guys underneath this podcast. Um, will you, so the floor is yours. Plug away. Yeah, man. Uh, Facebook, first and foremost, you can catch me at Extra Overdose. Uh, Instagram, Extra Overdose. Uh, Twitter, kids don't do drugs. Just eliminate the S's and put Z's. Uh, I'm on um, TikTok as Extra Overdose as well. Um, Gmail, Extra Overdose at gmail.com. Uh, what else? What else? YouTube, Extra Overdose. Uh, I think that's about it, right? Um, yeah. Bandcamp. Which yeah, is, go to uh, Bandcamp and get the album. Extra Overdose. The physical. Yeah, so dumb. Pick up the physical. Uh, you can down, you can pick up the physical Spotify, Apple Music. Just buy them both, man. Them. Get you a get you a solid oh, physical. Okay. Order it online. Yeah. All that. Dope, dope. I'm so glad we got to do this. I'm so glad we got to talk and um, especially talk about the album, talk movies. I gotta have you guys on again in the future. We can. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, most of this one of the movie reviews too, man. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I I'm still. I'm, <laughs> um, and uh, the music video, we have a music video that's going to play at the end of this for everybody. So don't go away after we're done. Um, extra overdose. Gonna, we're going to drop. We're going to give you some music for your eye holes and ear holes, and you're going to love it. It's going to just be lubricated with freshness inside your ear holes, and the pleasures <laughs> there. An extra overdose will extra overdose in your ears and your eyeballs. It's only right. It's only right. <laughs> uh, we have a saying around here and um, at C Plus Studios, and uh, I would like you to join me uh, right when I say when in doubt, all together we will say, fuck yo couch. You ready? Got you. All right. All right, y'all. Well, like and subscribe. Share it to grandma. Share it to grandma. Share it with the bum down at Walmart. And when in doubt, fuck, fuck, fuck yo couch. couch. <laughs>
Guess who's back? 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 Yeah, back up in this bitch. Cut some throats, slit some wrists. Let's get psycho while we fit. While we live like this is it. Sick when I'm ripping, no comparison. They still comparing me in the mirror, man. And the ever bringing the temper. Blood on my leather cuts on the ceiling, quotes in the kitchen. Laugh if you listen, it don't disappear. Be so the magician. Truly committed when a nigga did too much gibberish. Not enough lyricists and not enough content. And not enough originality. Copy, copy. Look, your wife and give me sloppy toppy. Switch the topic, XO, stop it. What's the logic? I just pop shit. Back it up, bite down. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back?